0: Welcome to this Microsoft 365 and Teams update dated the 20th of June 2020. This is gonna run through to the 30th, so I just wanted to round out the month, so that's why we've got 10 days or so of content. So let's have a look at what we're gonna be covering. So we've got some Teams stuff, as you'd expect, a couple of SharePoint bits. I wanna talk about Microsoft Edge in the Workplace and why you should be looking at that. Towards the end, we're gonna wrap up with a blog post that's worth a look. So I picked this up on Tom Morgan's Podcast definitely worth you checking out this uh, this blog post and also we're going to talk about commsverse now the comsverse is next week so after you've watched this video after you listen to this podcast, you've got to get straight over the Commsverse, get yourself registered it's twenty four hours a day for three days so this means that if you're busy with work, you can get a couple of sessions before work after work, maybe in the evening when you've had uh, your family time. You can get catch a couple of uh, sessions in the evening. So that's next week, you've got to do that. And also because of the way you need to register, it's worth you getting your head around that before the sessions actually start. Then some things to look out for. Just a note about the things that I do and don't include. I love Microsoft Teams and 365, and I really, I really like the way Microsoft are working at the moment. I've got very few bad things to say about them. But I personally do get frustrated when they talk about a feature that you can do and it turns out you can't. And then you have a look at the timeline, and it drags on, on, and on, and it ends up being quite a while before you can do it. Private channels were a good example of that. That seemed to get dragged out forever. So I tend to only include stuff that you can do now, or I expect you to be able to do between now and the next blog or the next video. Sometimes things creep in, sometimes they deliver a bit early, but if you're just wondering why I don't include some things that other people are, is because I don't want to include it until you can actually do it. But we will have at the end a little section for things for you to look out for. Let's have a closer look at our first topic. Starting the end of July and completed by December, users will be able to see a banner in activity feed saying they can add a personal account to the Teams app in their mobile space. So you won't be able to see these for your personal accounts on the desktop or the web version at the moment. Now it might seem that I'm going a little bit early on this one, if you look at the dates. But let's just have a quick look at why I'm doing that. Let's just hop over to Microsoft. And you can see here that we've got uh, Microsoft Teams. They're to organise and connect with family and friends all in one app. The preview's coming soon. So here you can sign up for the, the personal version of Teams. That's why I'm showing it just a little bit early. So if you're interested, you can hop over to here. So uh, you can have a look at the page and just see what they're offering from a personal point of view. And uh, and get yourself signed up for that preview. Next up is inline chat message translations for iOS. Now I didn't realise that they were behind, but you can go into your team settings and then you can set you can set up your your translation. Super useful feature. One of the uh organization I worked with fairly recently, they work across Europe and across the world actually. Uh so, so this is a real genuine uh great feature for them to use. Okay, so I guess on a similar theme, so Teams Desktop is getting language-aware spell checking. Okay, so this just means that you know we're writing in different languages, but it then will look at the language that you are writing in and then change its spell checker automatically for the language that you're doing. It sounds like a small point, but uh, but people who work in cross-border organisations, people who are multilingual, this will be a nice, this will be a nice addition for them. Okay, here's one for the SharePoint folks. So this the Fluent Design System that just means that across Microsoft you just get that uh, that that feeling, the same DNA for for the products. And you'll notice that for the, those of you who are long time uh, Microsoft users, you'll know that they they've really got their act together. So when you look at the products now, they, they they just have the same DNA. Okay, and and this is this Fluent Design is is a big part of that. So something to look out for are the 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 bolder font weights, the increased opacity for drop shadows, the rounded buttons, the the colour adjustments, slightly larger font sizes, and the reason that I'm including this is that a lot of end users are are site owners and you manage your your own site. so it's just something to look out for. If you see these changes in your organisation, then just have a look at uh, hopefully your documentation or or your, your support system internally. Uh, and you'll get some more information about this. You can have a look at the link and I'll tell you some more. But when it changes, hopefully you'll now know what it is. Okay. So next up, updating Microsoft Edge legacy to the new version of Edge. Now we all know that the original Edge wasn't exactly, wasn't exactly perfect. It didn't, uh, well, whatever. I'm going to move on from that, but it wasn't great, right? The new version is awesome. Okay, so here's just an update for corporate world and an education. They're going to get updated during uh, the, the next Windows update. Now, of course, there's all sorts of things. Different organizations have the different rules about the way things roll out. But this is this is worth having a look. So when it does come out, hopefully your organization will let you use it because it works really well. But even if your organization doesn't let you use it, it's worth you having a look at the Chromium version of Edge. And for those of you who are watching on video rather than podcast, I'm just going to quickly show you one way that, that I've used Edge with, uh, with the kids at home. So let's just hop over to Disney Plus. Now Disney Plus doesn't have a PC app, but you can do something here. So I've gone to Disney Plus. I'm looking at the new version of Edge. Top right hand corner. I'm going to click on the three little dots, click on apps, and then say I want to install this site as an app. Okay, so I'm going to select that, give it a name. I'm just going to trim that name down just a little bit. Install that. Okay, good. Now, bottom left-hand corner, click on the Start menu, and if I do a quick search for Disney Plus, you'll see now I've got this app that comes up, and now it's got its own own frame, and it's just a nice experience. And of course, I can just go down here again, and if I do a quick search for Disney Plus, right-click on it, pin to start, it's then pinned in my Start menu, and it just means that if you've got um, you've got family, family, and friends who are using uh, the PC to look at uh, to watch Disney Plus or any website, the browser version of Teams. If you've got a reason to have a, a, another another install of that, then you can have that set up. So just to wrap up, it's worth you checking out the Chromium version of Edge. Do a quick search for how you add a web page as an app. It's just a really nice feature. Okay, but back over to uh, SharePoint now. Acronym answers are now going to be available in SharePoint, and they allow Microsoft Search administrators and editors to create definitions. So you can have like, what is DNN? Define DNN. What's the DNN definition? Expand DNN. DNN uh, meaning or meaning of DNN. DNN means, and then it will produce the uh, the meaning the, the meaning of it. So if you've got lots of acronyms in your organization, it's definitely worth you looking out for this if you have SharePoint. So rolling out in June wrapping up in uh, in july uh there's more information on uh, on that link that i'll share in the notes as well now i've listed this under in case you missed it so 100 gigabyte file size for OneDrive and sharepoint now i'm not sure if i missed this or some talk about this but this kind of did a jack in the box for me um it might just be me that i just totally missed the fact that this was coming I don't even know how long it's been out, but I've included the roadmap ID there so you can have another look. But a change applies to OneDrive for business, uh, SharePoint Online. Now, when I looked at the notes uh, of why this has been flagged, I don't know how long this has been out for. Honestly, I, it's, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure I'm gonna embarrass myself by saying this. I don't know how long it's been around for. But the, the, I sort the notes were updated saying that if you've got very large file sizes, then it's best to update those using the, the OneDrive desktop client. Okay, so I think that's the point that, that was being made. So you got super large files, it's 100 gig, then use the OneDrive desktop client for that. Okay, this has been delayed. The longer, the awaited planner app in Teams uh, is gonna be, be renamed uh, and it's gonna be called Tasks. So I mentioned this last week. This is uh, this is why I, I I don't talk about stuff that's coming in the future too much because often things get delayed, but that's one I told you about last week, that they're actually not getting just yet. Okay, so another one, I'm just gonna skip over this one, actually, this is the large gallery size, so up to 49 participants in uh, in team and Teams video calls. I'm gonna skip over that until I actually see it. Okay, so going on to now, blog posts that are worth a look. This one came up on Tom Morgan's uh, recent podcast, uh, and if you don't listen to that, by the way, definitely work. It's got a developer feel to it, uh, and I'm not a developer. It's just kind of witchcraft to me, if I'm honest. But it's uh, it just it just expands your horizons just a little bit. So check out Tom Morgan's uh, podcast if you're not already uh, listening to it. Anyway, so we're gonna have a look at this blog uh, about what educators have learned uh, over the last few months. So let's have a quick look at that uh, that site. Okay, so here's a Microsoft blog post, and it's about what educators have learned from uh, remote learning. If we just scroll down here a little bit. You can see what, what, what educators feel about the, the coming year. And of course, with coronavirus, things have changed a lot and the expectations about the hybrid learning environments. So whether you are in education, your clients are in education, you've got kids in education, this is definitely worth a look. It might not be your core interest. It might not be the version of teams that you've got. So you'll know that teams comes in different flavors and, and education is, is a flavor. Um, but you can see here some features they, they, they've had before the rest of the, the, the other SKUs have had. The amount of people they can see on screen, they, they're raising their hands. I know they got uh, the, 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 some features are, are different. But listen, definitely have a look at this. Even if it's not your core industry, have a look at this blog. It, it just gives you. Uh, it just tells you what's going on in uh, in another flavor of uh, of Microsoft Teams. Okay, so we're getting close to wrapping up. For those of you looking at the video, you can see here that I've moved on to Commsverse. This is the online Teams conference. This is starting in a couple of days. So 6th to the, the 9th of July, 2020, is free. It's 24 hours a day. And it's definitely worth you having a look. So my session, I'm going to be looking at adoption type uh, topics. So I spent over two years with a UK government client working with the InForm team to help them transform the way they work. And I genuinely did. What I saw repeatedly when we're trying to get people to embrace Teams. The first two topics here, I don't understand how Teams fits in and when it should be used. This confusion is just a blocker. So all the other stuff you're gonna teach people, all the other stuff you're gonna talk about, this is an initial blocker that you have gotta get past. And I'm gonna be talking about a way to absolutely nail this, and I'm gonna use the circles of collaboration, and you'll see what I mean by that during my session. But that's just a nice visual way and that's been really well received by thousands of people who saw the course and saw the content the circles of collaboration was was a great way to get to, to, to get people to understand this a lot of people think it's just another place they have to check they're super busy they've got all these apps they have to use all these systems and now you give them another one so i'm going to show you how to nail that as well so those two need ticking off before you even start training or getting into what they're going to do but you need to tick off those two to get people on board and then once people start using Teams, you will see people saying they can't, they can never find anything in Teams. They can't keep track of their chats and the notifications become overwhelming and just become noise. Those three things there, I'll show you how to totally nail those in your training before people even realize it's a problem. And if you come to the session, you will also get the presentation that I do and the notes and the notes includes trainer notes. So you can just lift them. And pop them into either your training or you can just create a little micro session where you can run this out to, to your, to your users. You can cover up these topics. You can literally just read out my notes, click where I to click, and you can just get this out to, to your people. Let's have a quick look at the Comsworth site. Okay. So they've done a great site here. So one of the headline points on here is that you must log into Microsoft Teams using their Red for me account created during sign up. So get this done nice and early. A bit of homework after this video, after the podcast, after the blog, is that you get straight over here, you get that set up. Don't leave this until you're about to start your session. There's a couple of steps, read it carefully, and make sure you understand how to do that. Let's just have a look at the session I'm going to be doing. Here it is here, so my session is Monday, the 6th of July, at 2 p.m. UK time. Okay, you can come to the site, you can register for it, you can probably scan that code on the screen now and get yourself registered. Now even if you're not into adoption, you're not into training, you gotta just check out some of these other topics. There are so many sessions and there's so many topics, just just with so many different levels of of, uh, of discipline, of, of technical uh, difficulty, definitely worth uh, some of your time. You might not be able to sit and go through all the sessions. There's three days and it's 20 hours a day, of course you can't. But if you go back to their homepage here, You'll see that uh, there's a there's a way for you to, uh, to 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 look at the tracks, the different topics, and for you to set up uh, your, your own agenda. And look who is headlining it! Look at these three superstars of Microsoft three hundred and sixty five. They're going to be to be headlining the session, and you can look out for their session. So you get get back over to here, look out for when those keynotes are, and definitely worth you having a look. Okay, some things to look out for. I left that previous slide in uh, looking at up to 49 video feeds on screen in your sessions and a lot of people you can view. Uh, new feature coming up, those suggested replies in Teams mobile. New information pane and pin posts for Teams. Microsoft lists, that they're going to be awesome, but I'm not going to do too much about them until until they, they were a bit close to them uh, them coming out. Multi-window meetings and call experience. This is an example of something of what i was talking about earlier i'm not including that properly until you can do it they've been talking about it for a while now you know that you can you can pop out your chats in teams at moments you know multiple multiple chats open pop them out in new windows and they're going to be having those uh, for your meetings and your call experiences as well when those actually happen i'll talk about them and i saw something about breakout rooms as well so people have been asking this for a quite long time I bet that's something that will go to education first. It, it might even have rolled out into the education skew already. But uh, when that becomes more commercially available, I'll talk about that. I, um, I'm not quite sure where they're at. I just saw a glimpse of it before I made the slide. So honestly, I don't know that much about them. But I'll look into that a bit more for you uh, next week. Okay, so you can keep in touch using this search term, Super Simple 365, in Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn and for podcasts as well whatever software you use so as well as this regular update i just have little snippets and, uh, and updates if you want updates throughout the week as you go along then maybe twitters for you uh, you also look out for my uh for, for, for my website supersimple365.com okay so i think that just about wraps things up i'll see you guys in about a week or so with another update